Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, a Black History Moment with Bo. And as we are on the downhill side of this year, I hope you can look back and smile and say it was a hell of a year, but I made it through. And I also hope that you look forward to the up and coming holidays and help those brothers and sisters of ours that you see are struggling to get through these holidays. It's a blessing when you are somebody's blessing. And those people that hated on you throughout this past year, you can forgive them without welcoming them back into your life. Apology accepted, access denied. And with that being said, my friends, I am going to slip into darkness and try to pull out some history about us. A black medic saved hundreds on D-Day. Was he deprived of a Medal of Honor? Heavy machine gun fire greeted a nauseous and bloody Waverly B. Woodson Jr. as he disembarked onto Omaha Beach in the early morning of June 6, 1944. A German shell had just blasted apart his landing craft, killing the man next to him and peppering him with so much shrapnel that he initially believed he too was dying. Woodson, a medic, with the lone African-American combat unit to fight on D-Day, nonetheless managed to set up a medical aid station and for the next 30 hours occupied himself removing bullets, dispensing blood plasma, cleaning wounds, resetting broken bones, and at one point amputating a foot. He also saved four men from drowning reportedly pulling them from the waves and administering CPR after their guide rope broke on the way ashore. Having treated at least 200 men, Woodson finally collapsed from his injuries and was transferred to a hospital ship. Within days, however, he asked to return to Omaha Beach the bloodiest of the five sites invaded by the Allies on D-Day. He was a good man, his widow, Joan Woodson, 90, tells his story. Whatever he set out to do, he made sure he was going to do it well. Back home in America, black newspapers hailed Woodson as the number one invasion hero. Other publications likewise offered praise including the U.S. military newspaper Stars and Stripes, which wrote that he and his fellow medics covered themselves with glory on D-Day. The U.S. Army issued a news release on August 1944 that called him a modest Negro-American soldier who was cited by his commanding officer for extraordinary bravery. Even General Dwight D. Eisenhower, architect of the D-Day invasion and future president, 
weighed in saying Woodson's unit, the 320th Barrage Balloon Battalion, carried out its mission with courage and determination and proved an important element of the air defense team. Woodson, however, never received the Medal of Honor, the highest U.S. military decoration given to those who display extraordinary valor in action. In fact, of the hundreds of Medal of Honors given out during World War II, not a single one went to a black soldier, even though more than one million African Americans served in that conflict. My friends, it was a time when no black soldier could be honored to be better than a white soldier. And although Woodson died in 2005, his family had been pushing the Army to award him a Medal of Honor. Their efforts kick-started a few years ago when journalist Linda Hervokes, author of The Forgotten, the untold story of D-Day's black heroes at home and at war, uncovered a document showing that Woodson's commanding officer had recommended him for the Distinguished Service Cross, the second highest military award, but that the office of General John C. Lee believed he had earned even more distinguished award, the Medal of Honor. Here is a Negro from Philadelphia who had been recommended for a big enough award so that the president can give it personally, as he has in the case of some white boys, says the note sent by an official in the office of war, information to a White House aide. After being alerted to the note's existence, Woodson's family launched a Medal of Honor petition drive receiving help along the way from Senator Chris Van Holen of Maryland. Woodson was a hero who saved dozens, if not hundreds, of troops on Omaha Beach. Van Holen wrote in a February 2018 letter to the Secretary of the Army, The only thing that stood between him and the proper recognition at the time was the color of his skin. This case, he added, is an opportunity for the Army to right a historic wrong. The Army, in response to Van Holen, acknowledged Woodson's story as compelling, but said it could not move forward without corroborating primary resource material. Unfortunately, nearly all Woodson's military records and those of millions of other veterans were destroyed in a 1973 fire at the National Personnel Records Center in St. Louis, making that documentation all but impossible to obtain. I want to tell you people, I applied for my military records from the same place, and they told me the same crazy story. But then when I threatened to get attorneys involved, all of a sudden my records showed up. So that says that for that. The problem is they need a second record trail, and those records are gone. They need a first-hand witness, and they're never going to get it because these men are all dead. She feels Woodson deserves the award, explaining that at least one white Medal of Honor recipient 
did pretty much the same thing. Van Hoolen has asked the Army to waive its normal rules in Woodson's case and, as a start, to upgrade his bronze star to a silver star. In a statement, he says he plans to partner with the Congressional Black Caucus to bring attention to this issue. Meanwhile, Woodson's advocates hope to drum up long-overdue interest in the black soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy, France. The conventional wisdom of D-Day is that there were no black soldiers who landed on these beaches, Herville says, pointing out that they're virtually never depicted in World War II movies such as Saving Private Ryan. But the truth is that there was almost 2,000 black soldiers who landed by the end of the day on June the 6th. Born and raised in Philadelphia, Woodson was a pre-med student at Lincoln University prior to enlisting in the still segregated army in December 1942, a year after the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor drew the United States into World War II. Although he passed an exam to enter officer candidate school, he was reportedly prevented from becoming an officer on account of his race. Becoming a medic instead, Woodson was assigned to the 320th Barrage Balloon Battalion, whose job was to loft blimp-like hydrogen-filled spears into the sky to protect strategic sites from Axis aerial assaults. As Herview reports in her book, the all-black unit trained in Tennessee during the height of Jim Crow laws where German prisoners of war received better treatment than they did. The Germans, for example, were allowed to eat at restaurants in town, whereas they couldn't. Not long after D-Day, the 320th Barrage Balloon Battalion was sent back to the United States to a base in Georgia only to be greeted on arrival by racist slurs from white soldiers. The unit later shipped off to Hawaii, where it spent the remainder of the conflict. Woodson, whose brother served with the famed Tuskegee Airmen, remained in the Army Reserve for years thereafter and was recalled to active duty during the Korean War, though this time he never went overseas. Following a brief stint in Georgia where he was supposed to work on communicable diseases for the military, only to find out they wouldn't give the job to an African-American, he became director of the morgue at an Army Medical Center in Maryland. At this point, Woodson met Joanne at a dance. The couple would marry in 1952 and have three children together. Despite dreaming of attending medical school, very few of which were open to blacks, Woodson chose a post-military career in medical technology. He was always interested in medicine, Joanne Woodson tells his story, adding that he spent nearly four decades at the National Institute of Health in Maryland, where he particularly enjoyed performing diagnostic tests following open-heart surgery. An electronic whiz who once built a color TV from scratch 
Woodson dabbled in photography and spent much time gardening at his Clarksburg, Maryland home. Yet he never much talked about his war experiences until 1994, when the French government presented him with a medallion in Normandy as part of a celebration of the 50th anniversary of D-Day. Around the same time, a study commissioned by the U.S. Army concluded that racism was to blame for the military's failure to honor soldiers of color during World War II. In response, President Bill Clinton awarded medals of honor to seven black soldiers who had served in the conflict, only one of whom was still alive to receive it. Woodson was not among them. An oversight in Joanne Woodson's opinion that she now hopes to correct. As long as I am living, says Joanne, who plans on donating the medal to a museum, I would do anything to see that he gets the proper recognition. There you have it, my friends. Waverly B. Woodson Jr., another one of our brothers that showed his bravery in another American war. I salute you, my brother, and rest in peace. And never fear that your story will not be told, because it will. We are alive, and we are talking, and we are talking about you, and the thousands of you who never received their proper recognition. Well, my friends, that music tells me, yep, it's that time again. But before I go, I got another message for you. If we as a people realize the greatness from which we came, we would be less likely to disrespect ourselves. Until next time, it's been my honor 